We'll back in, we'll try to sin. I don't know what we're doing. I gotta rake a little session run. I'm gonna ruin. We got a fresh haircut. We'll back in in this butt. But I don't know what the rut we're gonna talk about. I'm getting on a different camera. There I am. And I don't know why I talk about cameras every time I come on here. Because most people listen to it on the podcast. And I'm like, hey, look at the camera one and camera two. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I do that for like five minutes. And I got more rap, so here. That's my beat. I made up the, the rap beat there. Sometimes I like I, I work out of town. I'm a, I'm a union electrician, so like I drive like three hours to San Jose and back and forth. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make, make a wrap up, and then I get in here, I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, well back in the, anyways, back in the studio here we have Chris, right? Chris Cruz, Chris Cruz, hell yeah. Instagram label at Chris Cruz Comedy. That is my Instagram label. Instagram Comedy, hell yeah. And you got a show coming up. You're talking about in the Mint. Yeah, yeah, in the Tower District out here in Fresno, yeah, uh, at the Mint Nightclub, February nineteenth. I got a comedy show, and I'm actually going to run a promotion for any listeners out here. Uh, reach out uh, to the podcast here, and I'll get you guys some free tickets. I'm going to give about ten tickets away to anybody who wants that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll put that on the uh, on the website and everything. Oh yeah, Mint. I've seen a lot of um, Instagram posts, a lot of stuff going on at the Mint. I haven't been out to the Mint yet, but it seems like it's a happening place. Like, they're working hard to put on shows of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're putting on a lot of shows every Saturday. They got some EDM, house, techno, something going on. Every Thursday, they got karaoke. But they're doing something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're working hard. That's good. It, it's hard to stay with one. I was just talking to a place tonight, and then um, they're trying to do, like, um, open mic music. Man, that does not sell. Dude, that, it's usually just like one guy who convinces you to do it, and then he goes out there and jams for like two hours. Yeah, open you know? mics are tough. Open yeah. mics are tough. Yeah. Open mic comedy is tough, but like, you know, uh, open mic music is the worst. <laughs> uh, I, I One time I played this open mic uh, music, it was at a um, at a, uh, caf- a coffee shop, and nobody was really there, and then um, this guy came to play guitar, and he was kind of older, and he brought his mom and his, like, his... Uh, uncle or something and but the mom was like about 75 and had parkinson so she sat down and it was like doing like you know just the whole time and i played rock music so to she's me i with was it. feeling it I was like, that's my fucking number one fan right there you know so <laughs> she's you know, just asleep fuck just yeah i didn't yeah kicking out <laughs> i killed it killed her i apologize for it but yeah, yeah sweet well so um anybody else gonna be on your uh with you going to be at the Mint? So that's the big thing. The headliner I have is one of the biggest guys that I have in my arsenal, man. Oh, Ky- yeah. Kyrie Shabazz, he was on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He did a Comedy Central, it was called The Ringers with Bill Burr. He presented him. He actually got interviewed by Bill Burr. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and he was on his way to just be a star until 2020 kind of threw a wrench into everything. Yeah, yeah so I mean, I have a long history of working with pretty strong comics that end up, you know, doing big things later. And this is one of those guys that, I mean, he's just, at some point soon, we're just not going to be able to get him back in Fresno. So yeah, catching him while he's on his way up. There you go. Yeah. That's what it takes. A lot of these guys are like right there about to blow up and take the opportunity to see, even like back in the day, um, who was it? Uh, Sublime played Club Fred. 
Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, I'm like, sub, who's this Sublime? Like, check this band out. You know, then four years later, I was like, damn, I should have. What the fuck? I didn't go to the show. But it's crazy. You see, there's like a hundred different mics like that, and yes. you just don't know who's gonna be yeah. the next one up. So. Well, well, sometimes, like I said, you, you'll find these guys that are in your arsenal and those people that you believe in because you think they're funny. You know, you're like, oh, here's these guys, and they're they're there. Yeah. You know, I go to open mics. I do a little bit of stand up here and there, and um, sometimes I'm going. I'm like, man, this. You're just trying to hang out with people. <laughs> like, I get it. It's cool. You know, I get it. You know, but uh, some of these people, though, like, uh, there's a guy we had on um, Antonio Martinez. He this guy's real young. He's been hitting it up like every night, hitting every open mic possible. And uh, he has a show February in Gardena. He's opening up for somebody, and literally he's been doing it for like four months, five months, but just nonstop. Yeah. You know, it's all about who you know. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you're funny. Yeah. You know. Sometimes people just think they're funny. <laughs> I was having a conversation with the guy. Uh, you know, there's always these people that say, like, what they're going to do. It was like, I don't like having tattoo conversations. I have tattoos. I like covering them up. I, I like wearing masks. I realize now in public, I like to hide, you know, because I do this all the time. So when people be like, oh, you're, and plus I look like, you know, the dude from Friends. I look like everybody knows me and everybody wants to talk to me. Don't I know you? I'm like, no, you don't know me. So the mask covers me up, but I don't like having, like, Tattoo conversation. I remember back in the day when I was single, be at a bar and girls like, "Oh, you know a tattoo I'm thinking about getting." I'm like, "Bitch, you ain't getting tattoos. You know, let me show you. Don't show me pictures. You know, and a lot, a lot of artists are like that. You know, what I'm thinking about doing. Like, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, that's everybody's talking about something. But hold on, you, you look like the dude from Friends. Who are you talking about, Gunther? <laughs> no, no, I wish that'd be great. He was fucking the Sam. You know, no, uh, who was the uh, the uh, the um, the guy who dated Jennifer Aniston? Ross. Ross. Sometimes people say, you look like Ross. <laughs> like, fuck, the, the Ross? What? And, you know, so screw you guys, you know? That's the way it goes. You know, my, my wife, um, she watches uh, Friends, and she's a big Friends fan. And one thing that trips me out about my wife is uh, she'll watch an episode of Friends that she's seen a hundred times yeah. and then laugh. And I'm like... Like I know it's funny, but you'll like you laugh like it's, it's coming. I know you like, you'll laugh like the first time you ever seen it. You know, I'm like you've seen this episode, I've seen it a hundred times. Like what? It's like we get it. The joke, we know where the joke's coming. Yeah, it's, it gets her every time. I mean, there's some shows like that. I feel like The Office and Parks and Rec, Community, Arrested Development, those kind of like shows like that that you can keep watching and find new things. But oh yeah, but Friends. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. People like sometimes. It said every, there's always a different comedy for everybody. So yeah. something not to get too judgmental. Like uh, me, like music-wise, I like whiny voices. I don't know why I like whiny voices, but I like whiny voices. And then when comics, nothing against. I'm not masculine anything, but I don't like. I, I haven't found many female comics that I found funny. Mm. You know what I mean? And, but I don't know if it's a. Uh, I don't know what it is, you know, but well, I mean, there's a there's a a, a theory behind that. So the, the reason why most female comics that make it big, you kind of watch and are a little underwhelmed, it's because they get picked up quicker than normal. Uh, for instance, if there's you know two different comics at the same time, one's a, a female and one's a male, and they're both like the same level of funny, the yeah. female will for sure get noticed first. For sure. And yes. she'll get put on to bigger shows, yes. and then more people, and they'll kind of steamroll, and then, then they'll get the big spotlight, and now they've got to turn their 10 minutes into 45. Befo then... Before their talent is built up. Yeah, I correct, see what you're talking correct, about. Yeah, correct, yeah. Correct. So, I mean, they're there. Believe me when I yeah. tell you this. There are some female comics, a, a lot of female comics yeah. that'll just put you on your ass like start to finish but those are the ones that you know 
worked and and built their skill set and got there. You well, know, I, so I think there's some like I don't know, maybe it's just sex comedy doesn't get me. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes they they pigeonhole themselves into being a sex comic. They'll talk about dildos or fucking and stuff like that because it gets attention. Mm. You know, and like they'll go out and I don't, that's not the comfort. Like, um, who was the uh, the the big older uh, Lisa Lampanelli? Yeah, you know, I've never been into her. That's not that she's not funny, but like Whitney Cummings, she has that show uh, Two Broke Girls. You know, that's with like a bunch of writers. Uh, Andre, um, uh, what's that? Uh, like black comic. Um, he has he always hides his penis. Um, what's oh, man, uh, Andre? Man, uh, Andre. Yeah, hides his penis. Is a black comic. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Andre's last name or his first name. Skip my head, but anyways, there's a bunch of people riding on the show, <laughs> and the show's great. It's like comic comedy. Ever, it's a joke after joke after joke. Whitney Cummings, I think she's a great writer, but when I see her in stand up, it's okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's a really funny comic by the name of Carmen Morales who she just had a Showtime special. Man, from the beginning, she was one of those just like real funny comics, like yeah. man, woman, it doesn't matter. Stand up yeah. comedy, her ability is just astronomical and. I mean, if she keeps rising the way that she is with this Showtime special going up, you're gonna hopefully hear hear her out there. But she's yeah. hilarious, man. I checked her out. Yeah, yeah. I like I like clever jokes. Sometimes I when I go watch comedy, people think that I don't like it, but I'm just like just sitting there, like sometimes just like listening. And when they tell a really good joke, I'm thinking about how they get there or where they're going. Like, oh, that was good. <laughs> I'm digging too deep into it, you know. Yeah, that's the beauty of comedy, man. Like, I like to break it down into paradigms. You know, like there, there's laughter that an audience gives because they like the comic, and then there's laughter that is taken from the audience because the joke was just undeniably funny. Yes. You know, for instance, like Gabriel Iglesias, a very likable comic. Yes. If you listen to his stand-up, it's not the, like his recent stuff isn't the best like written stuff, but I mean, he's very likable. Yeah. So you watch him and you laugh because you like you him. You like him. And then there's somebody like, for instance, Louis C.K., yeah. who has all this different baggage and, and stuff that you kind of have to look past, but his jokes are on point. On point. Undeniable. Yeah. You, yeah. It doesn't matter if you hate the guy. Like yeah. It's still funny and you're still going to laugh. So Yeah, good luck. You know, yeah, but being that being that audience member in the audience, just yeah. like kind of watching it, that's fine. You know, like as, as a comic, you have to work with that. You have to yeah. take the laughs. You just got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, I've always noticed like when I get on stage, um, I'm the tall, white... You know, I'm, I, I would just say I'm like a seven, but they're like, I don't want to hear this fucking white dude, you know, this fucking Republican talk. I'm, I'm Democrat, but I'm like, so like, I always got to be almost like self-deprecating and kind of like, I'm not the likable guy they want to see up there. Like, fucking get this bastard off there. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to work around it, you know? So I get it. That's real. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard f people follow up and says, oh, great, another uh, a white male on stage telling us his opinions. <laughs> I'm Mexican. <laughs> so just a little bit just, just playing the role depends you know yeah comedy's crazy man comedy yeah. is just it's it's what it's wild yeah it I, wild. I, i've always been a big fan i've I, uh, talked back in the day showtime always had specials i'm 45 um jenny jones was a comic you know and she was always on the showtime specials and then jenny jones got a jenny jones tv show and stopped doing comedy you know, when you have stage presence, typically you can get up there, and she's smart enough to write and be clever, so they made her a talk show host. A lot of these people, I think, you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, he was a, a mayor, I think, before he became a, a TV host. Jer Jerry Seinfeld? No, sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry uh, Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer was Jerry, okay. Yeah. Man, I don't know any anything about Jenny Jones or Jerry oh. Springer. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a comic growing up. I tell the story, like, when I grew up, I watched a lot of television, but I couldn't always decide... 
I was always like trying to figure out who I was. Was I going to be Fonzie or Potsy? Am I going to be kid or play? You know, you couldn't be the cool guy and the funny guy. But I'm a class clown, but I always wanted to be like picking up chicks. And so I couldn't figure out my path when really my path would just be myself. I was trying to always like identify with something I saw on TV or entertainment. So I could never figure out who I was going to be, you know. So I've always been into comedy since like day one. Gallagher, Howie Mandel's early stuff before Howie Mandel became whoever he is now. Hilarious when he had hair. Wow. That's so crazy. I I never, I was never into stand-up growing up. Oh, yeah? And there's a lot of people like that, though, that were just into it from a kid, from being a kid watching all the special Steve Martin, Kinnison, early stuff. Like, I just, I didn't start getting into stand-up until, like, my junior year of high school. Were you you exposed to it? I mean, I didn't really get it. It, yeah. it went over my head. As a kid, okay. I just liked to play video games. Okay. Sega Genesis, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where my focus was. And then yeah. I, I would watch comedy and be like, ah, it's not funny. And I'd turn around. Now, now that I know what what it goes into it, I rewatch these specials I used to not like. And I'm just like, these guys are geniuses. Like, yeah. oh, man, the level of you know mastery that this comic has. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. It's like when I'm a kid, it's just like cheesecake to a bum. You know, I just didn't understand it. Was there a um, a comic or a show or something that kind of like turned the page for you? Like, Absolutely, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Pablo Francisco. That was a comic I saw. It was a Comedy Central presents in 2000, and uh, I saw it. And I remember spitting my milk out all over the table because I was laughing so hard. And from start to finish, I was just, my stomach hurt. I was laughing so hard. And that was the one where I was just like, I'm in love with stand-up. And I started trying to find as many different comics from then on, and it was just a bug that bit me at that point. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I've See, I've been lucky. My dad, he was always into uh, music back in the day, but that's when Bay Area. So we always had vinyl. And then my dad's also an open stoner. So Ching Ching Chong and then Bill Cosby and Steve, uh, Steve Martin. He's always had all his vinyl. So when I was like eight, I'm listening to Ching Ching Chong. And I didn't really get it, but I kind of understood the idea. And I even told a story like when I was like 12, I used to go to a bookstore and buy um, <laughs> uh, joke books. They used to have these ones, Truly Taste Looks Books. It was broken up by like race, sex, creed, and all these like it, the worst book you can possibly imagine. So like I'm born and raised here in Clovis. I'm slightly Hispanic. My mom's Mexican, but like we have no, besides being my mom have like, sewing cooking and you know gardening there's no spanish in my house nothing like that you know so and in clovis there's not too much culture we had like one black guy <laughs> a little bit of mexicans and then uh like when um it was like around late 80s we had a bunch of laotians show up you know so when i read these books like what a, a jewish person was or portuguese italian i'm like Oh, okay, I get it. They're dirty. <laughs> you know, oh, they're stingy. Okay, you know, like, I, but I really didn't know. I don't know any of these people that's going by all these, you know, uh, stereotypes and books. But I've always been deeply in, into I'm, I like that with everything, though. You know, tear everything apart. I'm, have you seen com? Do you still go see comedy? Do you, is that I try not to, man. Yeah. I, I actually actively try to avoid as much comedy as possible just because I write so frequently. Yeah. If I watch comedy, what ends up, what could happen is I watch a special and a year will go by and I'll have a joke that I think I'm organically coming up with that I kind of grazed off of something in my memory, you yeah. know? So I try my hardest not to watch stand up. But seeing it live and in person, yeah, I get a lot of that because I'm, I'm actively, you know, going to different shows and stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of comedy in that sense, but I just don't watch too many specials. Yeah, I, I'm still filling my head up with much. I write a bunch, but like, 
Um, uh, you, you know who Andrew Schultz is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew Schultz is pretty big, and his uh, co-host is um, Oshkosh. I think his name is Akash or whatever his name is. Uh, he's pretty good, but he has a special coming out February 2nd, and he has a joke on there that I'm pretty sure that I've told on my podcast, and I've hit him up a couple times like, hey, they were looking for a new audio engineer. So I'm like, hey, I do, I'll do. i quit my job right now, and I'll come up and bring all my shit, and I'll record your podcast, you know? And then now he has a special. I have to tell this joke about me too because um, that's how it kind of started off doing podcast. I was doing stand-up, and I'm like, I'm not getting enough time. I'm working in San Jose. I'm like, there's, I'm not getting enough time up there. So I'm like, I'm just going to start doing these podcasts, and I can just run my bits. It doesn't matter who's listening, but I can start recording it and then listening to it over and over again. So um, anyway, so I did this bit about uh, Me Too. I said, uh, you know, I don't get on the Internet very often. I saw uh, a thing on Instagram by Me Too. I thought it was about people they would, you know, have sex with. You know, it was always girls, Me Too, me. Like, hell yeah, Me Too. And then they saw Hillary Clinton put a Me Too. I'm like, hell no, me no, you know. So And then he has a joke. Almost identical to that Me Too joke. I was like, that's kind of odd because it's so distanced from the Me Too movement, you know? And then it's kind of a crude joke, you know? Well, I mean, that's that's a horrible joke. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. So you didn't really lose much with that. No, one. no, I never took it. And it they never <laughs> come up together, you know? So, you know, it's like, so that's what's spitting it here. Where then you get to hear it, like, okay, that didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a system, man. When I first started doing stand-up, and this is for anybody listening that wants to get started, what I did was, just like you, I said my jokes out, and I got the ones that I thought were my favorite. I recorded them, and I gave that to one person who, because there's somebody in your life that just laughs at everything you say. Yeah. You know, I gave that recording to them, and I said, you pick, you know, top to bottom, what was your favorite, what was your least favorite? And then I gave that recording to someone that does not like me, that, like, actively throw shade on everything I say. Yeah. And I told them, like, all right, well, you're not going to like any of these, but I'm going to still ask you to just rate them from top to to bottom. And then what you get is the jokes that they both, like the the Venn diagram, the jokes that they both like. Yeah. You're covered. Now circle. Exactly. So now you have jokes that somebody who's there to support you will like and somebody who's there not to support you will like. Oh, yeah. And then then there you go. Yeah, because a good joke is a good joke. Right. Hell yeah! And it takes it's it's hard. It's hard to write like a, a a standard joke of conventional like guy walks into a bar. You know those jokes are very hard to write. It oh, took yeah. me. I mean, I have one joke that took me like years to finally craft, and it's fleeting. It's gonna go away at some point. It's just I'm not gonna be able to say it anymore. But it took me like four or five years to write, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to use it for like a year and a half before it gets stale yeah. or like time evolves and I can't say it anymore. So it's like. Comedy's wild, man. Yeah, I, I that's why I like I've always been a big fan of like Stephen Wright. Stephen oh, yeah. Wright, he just kicks out just joke after joke after joke, and even like uh, who's the new Stephen Wright? Um, man, I'm just missing fucking names. Uh, he had his own show. He's pretty crude. Fuck, uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Okay, that guy will throw in like every special will have 150 jokes and just keep on going. And they're kind of like written. It's not a story with funny, you know, you know, callbacks. It, they're straight out jokes, you know. Yeah. It's like, man, that's fucking hard to write that many. Mark Norman's another one like I that. I love him. Just love him. Joke, 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 joke. And his his that point of view, like he tells a joke about um, gays. He said, "Well, you know, what if your son was gay?" And you know, I was like, "Well, I wouldn't mind. It'd be like uh, if I ordered underings and there was a French fry. It's not what I expected, but I like those too." You know, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, what a fucking." Great point of view on things, you know? <laughs> so I like him. He's always on the Rogan. They do a little special. Him, Ari, Shane Gillis. Oh, man. Nice little group of people, you know, that yeah. hear just off the cuff crack jokes, you know? And they're, and they're different. 
you know, the, uh, you know, Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, and all these people, different comics. So to hear them at one time, you know, off the cuff is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I have two jokes I wrote that um, I'm pretty sure that every time I tell them, I'm like, someone else had to write that. There's no way that's new, you know? But eventually, I, I, you know, I'm worried that someone's going to, I'm going to tell it, be like, hey, someone else tells that joke. But like, yeah, it is what's what it is. the what's the joke? Um, uh, they're they're just you know basic small jokes. So one is the um, you know why you don't take a Pokemon to the bathroom? Why he might take a Pikachu? Stupid, stupid, right? And so it seems so basic. Like uh, someone hasn't wrote that yet. And then the well, there's, one, there's many Pikachu puns out there. Yeah, like, so like a hundred million of yeah, those. Yeah. So and then um, I I'm I'm remarried, so I do a whole you know five minutes on divorce. And one of the my opening bit is um. They say that 60% of marriages end in divorce. That means 40% in suicide or death. Hmm. It's like, fucking clever as fuck. And I'm like, no one's ever said that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure no one's ever said that before. But it seems like someone's had to say that before. Uh, I, mean, I just don't know how well that would do on stage, though. You know what I'm saying? So oh, they love like, that. They do? They love it. The people laugh because of, because if you're married, like suicide or death, like oh that's fucking funny, you know, I'm gonna kill this bitch. You know what I mean, I'm yeah, gonna I kill myself. It. So that, that's like the, that's always my fresh opener because people love that, and then they don't know how to take me now. They're like, okay, who the fuck's this guy? You know, what I mean, mm. he's talking about divorce and death and suicide, so they like that one. You know, okay. I do a joke about Caitlyn Jenner in San Jose. They don't like Caitlyn Jenner jokes <laughs> in San Jose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I was just talking to a comic. I booked him from L.A. He's going to be on that uh, 19th show. And I had to let him know, like, in L.A., some jokes work that don't work in Fresno yeah. and vice versa. Some jokes work in Fresno that don't work in L.A. So it's like out here you could sell, you could tell a fart joke out here. Everyone's going to laugh. And yeah. in, in L.A., they might be like, oh, come on. You know, like yeah. – I mean, that's, that's a bad example, but it's just like you, you can't like uh, – they're super left in L.A. So yes. if you go up there and you say anything that's pushing against that, they're mm-hmm. just going to turn on you. It doesn't matter how funny the joke is. Yeah. Like it ha- that needs to be a perfect joke for them to laugh. Yeah. You know, um, and same thing down here. Like if you say something too in the middle, the crowd will just kind of be like, that was, that was weak. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, San Jose, they don't like that Caitlyn Jenner joke. No. That joke might kill out here or kill in Texas, you yeah. know, like – I don't think it's, it's gonna... worked anywhere yet so far. It's not, <laughs> but it's not derogatory either. You know, I'm not going to run my whole bits through you. But I'm saying is uh, I, I'm not that kind of guy I like to put people down. You know, if anything, I try to put myself down, you know. And I don't want to put anybody else down. It's like not, I'm not punching down, you know. So, But, uh, it, but when they, when, as soon as I hear Caitlyn Jenner and then they're like, oh, this is not going to be good. It doesn't matter what I say after that, you know. Yeah. But I know when I said it, the whole crowd got quiet. And I was like thinking in my head, like I almost like stepped out for a second. And I'm watching myself, hey, Ruben, don't do it. Don't want to continue. I'm like, I have to. <laughs> yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. Sometimes I do it for myself. <laughs> so how long have you been doing stand-up for now for about? Uh, since 2009. 2009. So I'm coming on 12 years, coming on my 13th this year. That's good. It's a long time. Yeah. You, are you doing open mics or are you just doing – now, you're pretty legit, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. If anybody says that they're legit, fucking slap them in the face or throw water in them. That's just nobody. Nobody's gonna. Hey, I'm legit, man. Thank fucking, you. I've been on fucking. I've been at the comedies. Like nobody fucking talks like that, dude. Like uh, I've, you know, I'm confident in my stage presence and my material. You yeah. Know what I mean, I can, I can genuinely believe that if I go into a crowd that has never seen me, that I'll do very well. You awesome. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, I performed at a bunch of different spots. I've, I've been doing it for, you know, 12 years, yeah. so 
I'm saying you're putting on shows though. You're you're doing shows pretty much. Like when I first started, I was doing open mics, and I started putting on shows, and I started traveling, and then I kind of dialed back the traveling. Started putting on shows again, and now I just do it for the fun, you know. Yeah. Because the thing about stand-up comedy is like I always make this analogy: stand-up comedy is like bungee jumping. You know, I recommend everybody do it. Everybody should should you know push past that fear and yeah. do because it, it's fun. Yeah. But don't try and make a living doing bungee jumping. There's only a few people that can do that, you know, yeah. and it's and it's almost like it doesn't matter how good at bungee jumping you are, like though there's only a select amount of spots and it's like yeah. you're just gonna waste your time trying to make it, you know? Like, yeah. But I mean there are people that make it in stand up, but you know, for the wrong reasons, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I I listen I listen to like I said I drive to San Jose and back and forth every day. So there's like six hours of time to fucking listen to shit. So I listen to podcasts like crazy. Uh Brian Callen is kind of like that guy. I don't know if you know Brian Callen, comic, actor, everything. I don't know, dude's like eighty seven years old now, but he's still really hasn't technically in his mind made it. But he wants to try to make it, you know. So he's obviously he's been made a living at it, you know. But you know, it's uh, like you said, if you, if if it finds you, it's gonna find you, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. you you better. Uh, I always tell these other guys sometimes, like, what's your plan? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go like a dad because I'm I already have a job. Sometimes, yeah. like, what's your plan? Your plan should be to just have fun. I mean, <laughs> I've always had. They call what I am a hobbyist, which. I have a full-time job, yeah. you know, and I do stand-up on the side. So I'm not really all the way in, you know. And if you're all the way in, then you're living in your car, you're going to mics, you're yeah. you're just live, breathe, and bleed nothing but comedy, yeah. you know. And that you could do that, but that's going to – it's a path of suffering, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, anybody that wants to do it, I say just have that mindset of I'm doing this to have fun – and that's it, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of fun to be had in stand-up. For sure. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I noticed, like, when I used to play bands, it was like, first you want to be, you know, make it big. But now, like, I look back and people play, like, in cover bands. Like, oh, that dude's still playing music. I mean, I'm not. So that guy understood, hey, I like to play music, so this is what it takes to play music, so I'm playing in a band. Mm. You know what I mean? So he's doing it for the fun of it, and, you know, he probably still writes music and stuff and does what he wants to do, but he... He's to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And I'm not playing. <laughs> you know, so that guy fucking wins. Hell yeah. No, fucking stand-up's amazing. Um, um, I've gone a couple little out-of-town shows here and there. I haven't done quite a bit enough. I need to do a lot more, you know, in my mind. But I've fucking been editing and doing so much shit here. I don't know if you know, we do like uh, three or four shows. I do an MMA show. I do a sports show. I do a murder mystery show. I oh, edit wow. them. And so... You know, I pull all these things back. We got a green screen. I, you know, I rent the studio out for possible people want to do other podcasts and stuff. And we're trying to get other people in here. I'm trying to find some a female voice, you know, so I can get a, another little bit of texture. But then also, uh, you know, hard time is when you bring another person in. Sometimes be like, "Check's out." <laughs> it's like forty percent here and forty percent here, and you're like. 20%. So <laughs> stay around 20%, you know, but that's like kind of rude of a dickhead thing to say. But like there's roles, right? You know, yeah. in things, but I haven't got to that point yet. You know, but I've always thought about my head, like, how's this going to work out? <laughs> <laughs> well, man, cool. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, you're going to be at the Mint on, uh, you said the 19th. 19th. So that's Saturday, February 19th. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I reach out to everybody. I tell everybody the same thing. We have an open door policy here. You know, you want to come in, anything you want to promote, you know, uh, 
feel free to come in. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, responding. You don't know how many people I send a message to, and uh, <laughs> they won't respond, or they'll say, oh, um, you know, because sometimes you'll look at something like like a YouTube, and be like, oh, this guy gets like four views. But really, I can show you I get 4,000 views in 28 days. You know what I mean? Just on YouTube channel. So people finally get in here. I'm like, I'm helping Everybody, I, I get nothing from this, you know, you know, except for everybody else to, to be part of this community. I want to support everybody. So I really appreciate you coming hey, in. Yeah, no problem, man. Hey, thanks again. Well, uh, this is another episode of Lion of the Whoa, Troop. whoa, whoa. Oh, that's it? That's the podcast? Oh, we can keep going. <laughs> Fuck. That was like three minutes. Fuck. What, what time we got here? Hey, let's keep going. Hey, I love it. What time that we got here? I, I'm free. That's, uh, what does he got? I mean, I, I I just fuck twenty eight minutes. No, I, I I read the read the room. That was twenty eight minutes. Yeah, we ha- were talking for twenty eight minutes right Dude, now. Dude, it happens sometimes. You're lying. Hey, we'll just keep going. I'm I'm down. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> Shit. Well, I just want to tell you before this, you were talking about you had something about Fresno aliens and that Joe Rogan is in oh, a fight yeah, with yeah, someone. Oh yeah, yeah, we have any touching subjects. That's how it goes sometimes. People always say like we're gonna talk <laughs> about like, dude, I really don't know. We're gonna talk about because like oh, you're right. like this motherfucker's boring. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out. I of here. write shit down and like <laughs> no. Well, I try to read the room sometimes. You know, like almost like um, like I don't try to think I'm so cool. Like almost like dating, right? You're talking to a chick, and it seems like, oh, this bitch ain't into me. I'm like, okay, well, cool. You have a good day. You know, like, <laughs> so, like, uh, instead of saying, so, what's your number? Like, the bitch turns me down. Like, I oh, know, that didn't work out very good. <laughs> no, but I've been reading a lot of, like, uh, locally, uh, there was been a UFO sighting here in Fresno, like, literally, like, eight days ago. There was a bunch of lights above Fresno. You know what, man? This is a hotbed. I've seen some stuff in the Ever sky. Everyone's saying that. I've seen, and then, now, the thing is, like, sane people will see stuff yeah. and just be like, nope. Not today. I, I'm not letting that bother my peace. Yeah. I'm not telling nobody. Us, man, I think it was last year or maybe the year before. I think it was when the pandemic like first kind of happened. Yeah. Uh, I saw some weird lights. I was coming off the 41 off Shields, and I saw some a weird light. I don't know if it was a drone. It must have been a drone because a helicopter started following it, and they were going fast. Huh. And I was just tripping out like, what is going on? And then I saw it again, and... I just had to. I told a friend about it, and he. I just sounded like a crazy person, you know. Yeah. And there's also the Fresno Nightwalker. You also, you seen that? No. So that's something that's unique. There's no other footage of this in the world. Only only in Fresno, but you can look. It's the Fresno Nightwalker. It looks like a little balloon, and and it has a sheet dangling off of it, and it's kind of just like hovering. There's a there's a, a video of it just like walking through someone's yard, and there's no explanation for it. Like, they've shown it to people. People can say, like, this is a real video. Yeah. But I don't know what that thing is. I mean, if, you, if you're looking it up right now, it's it's eerie. The Fresno Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler. That's what it is. Yeah. I think I've, I've seen... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it looked like someone was, like, in there. Um, yeah, it just looks like a little skirt just floating across the... You know, um, back in the day, you want to watch Sesame Street? <laughs> yeah, you know they had that like the, they had like little characters like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, fucking, I remember <laughs> seeing this. I didn't know it was Fresno. It's crazy how many how much uh, alien footage happens in Fresno. I tell people how big Fresno is, yeah. and they're amazed. Like, dude, it's so fucking big. So much stuff happens. We think they're growing. They were smoking uh, or making meth here for because it's fucking so much space. <laughs> you know. Then they eventually got enough cops to fill up those spaces, so they started going to Lodi and Merced. You know, a lot of stuff happened. Kai the hatchet. Oh My, yeah, that got that happened here. There was also a conspiracy. Like there was some. I I don't know what his name was. I think it's John Lang. Do you know the story of that guy? No. 
Oh, man. So that one was nuts. That happened in Fresno. What, what was going on was he was trying to expose the the Fresno Police Department because what they were doing. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. fucking burnt. He died. They and burned his yeah. fucking house down. And he down. had, like, stab marks in, like, the back, in his back. Like, yeah. And they were just like, well, was, you know, he just burned with the house. And oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude. I, sometimes I think, like, I'm on a blackball list because, like. I'm a realist, so lying the truth is kind of the uh, stay. I always tell back in the day. I tell at the end of my uh, every episode. Hey, critical thinking. Go get some. I'm always being into politics. I try not to get into politics too much, but like just common sense, you know, shit. But here in the valley, um, I love I love my town. Born and raised. Absolutely. But let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? It's the <laughs> fifth largest population in California, in the sixth richest economy in the world, and we're the poorest city in the state. We're the least educated. We have the highest crime. Um, and we have this 100 years of the same voting policies. Right. Yeah, and we've been Republican for 100 years. I'm a Democrat. I'm a union worker. So anyways, but so like we've been <laughs> like that forever. Um, police. I, hey, I'm down for a police department. But in the last two or three years, I guess they have something like 2.5 million city uh, lots for um, like, you know, abuse cases and shit. Oh, geez. But it's been up to four and a half million. So now we're going two million in debt. The police department has been putting us in. And then they just hired another 150 guys. Wow. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. They say, so one day I was like, look, just look up shit. You know, like, so I got online. I said, uh, you know, Fresno PD. And the first thing that popped up was Fresno PD uh, Indeed. You know, the um, the job place. Yeah. So it's just people who work there or applied there. And, dude, there's like 100 bad reviews about sexism and, and cronyism and all this other shit. It's like, damn. Dude, you got to think about... Um... God, what was his name? I think his name was like Chris Frontier. He, I don't know what his name exactly was, but he was in the LAPD, uh, and he went crazy. He made a, he wrote a big manifesto about how there's so much corruption. The black guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his last name is, but it's Chris F. Something. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, he was talking about that, like how there was just so much corruption, and he would try to call it out, and then they, that turned into him getting demoted, and he kept. You know, he could, turning his job back. Yeah, so then he just he went crazy and just went on a you know a shooting spree just to like. Well, he took his pension and then he like went to a cabin and yeah. like and they fucking when they burned know, the cabin down. Yeah, yeah, they didn't like what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, David uh, Koresh, you know, from the <laughs> same shit. You know, the cult. Like, oh, I guess he couldn't make it out. You know, yeah. man, it Wild, is crazy. Man. Yeah, Fresno PD a lot of st- just like Jerry. Jerry Dyer's been doing crazy stuff now. So he's been, you know, I'm on his side all of a sudden. I don't know why, but he's been doing great stuff now. Yeah. But before, when he was mayor. Pretty sketchy. There was some stuff. The number two guy got arrested by the FBI. You had no idea. The dude was selling, what, it was a heroin? And then two weeks after that, his uh, nephew gets busted for Oxycontin possession. Like, come on. You know, you got to know what's going on, right? Especially if you're that involved and if you're if you're that guy, right? You're the leader of a of, you know, the police department, you're probably a leader of your family, right? It's who you are. You don't know what's going on. So, and then I don't know if you remember back 20 years ago, um, Fresno PD, they were chopping up cars that got busted. They had, wow. they had two or three guys, they were getting stolen cars, chopping them up. Um, Sheriff's Department, they got busted. They were um, pulling over um, Hispanics because they don't have a, a bank account. They know around fire they get paid. Hey, let me see your ID. It's like, oh, thank you. Oh, and no they, way. Those guys finally got popped. Damn. You know, because one of the guys, <laughs> you know, he was a citizen. He's like, fuck that guy. I know my rights. Oh, you know? damn. 
That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, we get deep here. Yeah, um, no, recently I was, we were talking about uh, Rogan and uh, Neil Young. I yeah, guess. I'm a pretty big Rogan fan. I just have no idea what the beef is with between him and Neil Young. What's going? So I, I love uh, Rogan, big fan of him too, and fan of Neil Young. Um, but uh, I guess Neil Young doesn't like the information that Joe Rogan's putting out about COVID. Okay. That you know he doesn't like the information that the comedic satire podcast is putting out about medical information it's all so you got to understand where who it's joe rogan he's a comedian it's not listed under education or informative you know he's smoking weed and you know <laughs> drinking whiskey during that you know if you went to your doctor and the dude poured out a shot and checks out i'm talking about your cancer but like, <laughs> well it's not good right either i'm gonna die because you're giving me a shot or you're not qualified right but so uh neil young said if you to Spotify, if you don't take his stuff down, take my stuff down. And Spotify said, "Who are you again? You, know? <laughs> like you can go keep on rocking the free world, and we're just gonna go and take you off Spotify because you only got five downloads last week as it is." You know. Wow. Well, Rogan's getting a lot of heat right now because I guess there was a doctor that got banned off Twitter because because his whole stance was, you know, the vaccine is fantastic. You know, you should get it. But it should not be forced upon you. That yeah. was his stance, and Twitter was like, "Nope, get him out of here." They took, they pulled all the stuff off Twitter. They pulled all the stuff off YouTube, and then they had him on. Then he went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And then YouTube pulled it from YouTube, and Spotify was like, like, they kept up. So YouTube is just they pulled the guns out on Spotify. Like, hey, you need to take this down. And Spotify is like, hey, we we don't currently have a policy on on yeah. anything like this. So Rogan right now isn't breaking any rules. So it's just crazy. But like the. That's it. Like the his, his stance was, it's good. The vaccine is good. Get yeah. it, but it shouldn't be forced. Yeah. And that is just like, like how how could you? Yeah. How could you do that? Yeah. You're so problematic to the growth of society. And it's just like, what's, yeah. what's he really saying? Yeah, he, what, it's just an wrong? opinion. <laughs> it's just an opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean, the guy didn't write a bill. Didn't make a you know. He just make an opinion. That's He's like, opening up with, I agree with the vaccine. Yeah. You should get it. I know Sorry. they had another guy on there. He was, uh, I guess, supposedly he calls himself the creator of the the vaccine, the, the RDNA or DNA, whatever it is, the new method. He's the one that created it, but he's against the vaccine. Oh, wow. So he had that guy on there. But apparently, I guess that guy's not getting the credit that he deserves. So that's why he's like, you guys shouldn't get this vaccine. Uh, you know, like salty. So, <laughs> a little, yeah, a little saltiness. So it's hard to see like where he's coming from, you know. That's real, man. So, but like I said, he's a comic, and you know, I I don't I'm an electrician. You know, like I don't have a, a PhD in anything. So when I say some stuff, I said yesterday, um, uh, what did I say? Uh, I was talking about uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, you know, the the guy from uh, Game, Game of Thorns. Thorns. I said Game of Thorns. <laughs> Game of Thorns. Yeah, I said cr- Crown of Thorns or Game of. Th- I didn't Crown say Crown of wrong, Thorns. You know, so I say the wrong shit. All the time, you know, but I'm not <laughs> trying to say I know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about, you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to be funny, you know what I mean? And, and most of the time that don't even work, so, yeah. But what he, do you say? What Peter Dinklage is? Well, see, he made a good point, trying to, almost exactly kind of what you're talking about now, like, why are they getting so mad about the vaccines when there's so many other things you can possibly get mad about if you want to talk about it, you know? But Peter Dinklage made a point is, um, they asked about woke culture, and he's like, you know, I got a whole different perspective being a little person. He said, um... Yeah, and this is great. He says this. He says um, Snow White is coming out, and they uh, they casted a Mexican girl. And so he's like, I really don't care, but they want to be you know woke, so they have this Mexican chick. But the thing was, it's a German writer about this German white girl named Snow White in Germany. He said, so if you want to change that, 
why you still have seven dwarfs? Why couldn't it be just be seven dudes? Why'd it have to be some mystical short people that fucking saves his chick? You know? He's like, that's fucking that's bullshit. Real. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes some sense, too. You yeah, know? they could just be seven helpers. They don't have to be dwarves. Yeah, why did it have to be fucking dwarves at all? You, you, all of a sudden, you had, like, uh, the liberty to do whatever you want to do, and you're like, nah, we'll keep that. It reminded me of the Dave Chappelle joke when he said he went to Netflix, and they said he couldn't say the F word, you know, for gay people. He says, well, you're not an F word. He says, well, you let me say the N-word, and I'm not an N-word. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you got me. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, like, all this picking and choosing of all these, like, terms what we're going to get feel bad about. If anything, the dwarves, they should make seven Mexicans and make her be white. That so, makes a lot more sense. There you, you know go. That totally. Yeah, exactly. I am Mexican, by the way. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, me, me too. Very, very, very little bit. I wish I was more Hispanic. Um, when I was a kid, they were talking about you didn't like comedy. I didn't like Mexican food. And my mom were, I know, what? it was terrible. I used to think ketchup was hot. I never ate salsa. <laughs> ketchup we'd was go, hot. Yeah, we'd go to all the Mexican restaurants, and I would get like a, uh, a tos tostada. Like anything I'd get close to, like a basic bean tostada, bean But they don't have none of that in a recipe on the menus 30 years ago. Now they always have stuff for kids. Yeah, but 30 yeah. years ago, Mexican restaurant, like, fuck you. We have to make Mexican <laughs> food. So, like, but then all, when I got into, I'm a construction about 17, 18, all of a sudden that's all you have the choice of when the tr food truck comes on. I'm in love with it. You know, now I just couldn't get enough. But, uh, you know, my mom doesn't speak any Spanish. If you see my mom, you think she's a white lady. And besides the fact she's 85 and still dyes her hair, you know. <laughs> she does all the Mer uh, Mexican characteristics. She sews. She made my clothes. Um, she gardens. She cooks everything from fucking scratch. Righteous. Um, you know how the recipe goes? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, you go there, you're leaving with food. You know, um, every time my kids come by my house, oranges and grapefruits and shit, you know, like we fit all this. My birthday, I got a German chocolate cake because that's what my dad liked because the Mexican mom takes care of the dad, mm. not the kid. <laughs> so I never got a cake I liked. You know? That's funny, man. Are you, uh, you have brothers and sisters? I got uh, sisters. I got three older sisters. Oh, man. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, I know. Growing up was rough man a lot of NSYNC blurring in in the background and a lot oh, of my goodness. a lot of non backstreet boys and yeah I, i'm telling you video games man i just lost myself in sega genesis Hell yeah sega genesis they uh, they had the uh, mortal Kombat. oh yeah that was yeah. that's why i got the sega genesis that was big um, you could see blood for the first time yeah it was awesome well i'm a I don't know how old you are, but I'm 45. 35. So, like, back in the day when Mortal Kombat 1, or maybe it was 2, came out, there was only a couple places that actually had the real arcade, and then only a few places where it was actually a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so we were stoners, so, like, 18, like, man, there's one 7-Eleven, a Bullard, and fucking this would play, so we play uh, Mortal Kombat. And then when it came on Genesis, I was trying to get your stoner friends out of the liquor store to come hang out of your house with the, you know, like... No, it's kind of a thing, you know? I, <laughs> no, I remember that, man. I remember when Mortal Kombat 3, there was some little <laughs> gas station on Belmont and, like, Palm that, for whatever reason, they had Mortal Kombat 3, and uh, we, like, would just gather up there and just it would be a bunch of kids just like going at it and there's that one kid who knew all the fatalities oh, yeah. and we would just sit there in awe watching him just like, dude, teach me and he'd be like, no, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Where'd you get all the secrets? <laughs> you know, uh it's funny too. I hear people nowadays and say, "Well, kids nowadays they always play video games." When we were younger, like, yeah, we had video games too, bitches. You know, we <laughs> we had Nintendo and Sega. It was just all my friends were all hanging out playing video games. No different, you know. It's sad though, man, because like back then, uh, a you know, developing a developer would come out with a game, and that was their their spear 
to stardom. It's like we got to put as much juice into this game as possible mm-hmm. to make. So there's games that still stand the test of time because they put all that effort and energy into it. Yeah. Now they come out with one, you know, piece of shit game, and oh, it sucks. Well, then we'll add some DLC. We'll patch it. Yeah. Like there's no love that goes into it. Like yeah. it's all just about money now. Yeah. You know, that's a big difference between gaming back when when we were growing up and yeah. gaming now. Now it's it's just different. Yeah, no, it was a, a big thing when the game came out. It was a huge quake, uh, GoldenEye. Oh, you know? man, GoldenEye, yeah. when that came out? Yeah, still great. game. Yeah, it still plays freaking great, man. Yeah, no, um, my kids, uh, I have two boys, an 18-year-old and 17-year-old, and they're big into gaming. So I, I, don't, I think they play... Uh, uh, Call Apex, of Duty. Oh, Apex, Apex Legends. Apex is big right now, yeah, man. Yeah, I love that one. That. Like he never, for some reason, never got into Call of Duty or the uh, was the uh, Modern Warfare. What's the one every play? See it? What's that yeah, one? Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, yeah. Fortnite. People play that. Yeah, sometimes Apex. play Fortnite. It's funny when people also say they make them kids violent. I'm like, okay, sweet. I can't wait till all these architects come out and start <laughs> building all these buildings. You know, but that's never gonna happen. You should use that on stage. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's on here. Yeah. It's on here. That's that's one of the good things about being in construction is there's kinda like no rules, you know? So like I'll work maybe with one to five, ten guys and then I'll see a hundred people through the job site today. And everybody's so different from, you know, black, Mexican, and, you know, Asian. And I can just run bits. And so, but the only time mm. sometimes but don't aren't ready for it. You know? Well, like, what are you talking about? Dude, that's the thing. Is like, there, there, Some jokes that work off stage yeah. don't work on stage. No. And then the same wor- jokes that work on stage don't work on the internet. There's yeah. three different paradigms. Mm-hmm. Like right here between, like let's say you and your buddies. Like, yeah. Just like you were talking about, five dudes. You could just fucking... You could just go off and just say anything because it's in the moment. It's right here. Yeah. And then in the crowd setting, like on stage, you kind of have to say a joke that goes over their head that they're able to catch, you know? But... On the same respect, in a video like YouTube, that joke just has to be straight. It can't be over there. It has to be like just a funny joke. Yeah. Because you're sitting on your couch in your underwear, you know, two seconds in, you're like, next. You know, whereas at a comedy show, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm here. Just like you were saying, you're kind of watching. You're like, okay, where's this going? Where Ah, I see what they did. You know, you don't get that respect on a YouTube video. A YouTube video needs to be fucking precise. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. Yeah, I've I've thought about it a couple of times because uh, I've I write so much. I'm like maybe I'll just put a bit online, and it was like it's got to be perfect, you know. Yeah, you, you it know, has to be perfect. Take all the words out. Andrew Schultz, he did a bunch of stuff on a podcast. And he's like, you know what? I can sell it to Netflix, and he did the Andrew Schultz Saves America, and all those jokes were pretty much written on the podcast, and then took those to the skit. But then they had to perfect every joke, you know, and then. Mm-hmm. And then he made like eight episodes of this like thirty minute episode, but like it has to be perfect. It's hard, yeah. you know. So when I see people d- get a good joke down, I'm like, oh, that was clever, you know. I, I think sometimes people think they could do everything. I think the best thing that people can re- realize what they can't do, you know. Some like everything they can write or tell funny jokes or you know what it is, sing, play guitar. You know, I, I write music and I tell people like I guitar is my main thing but i never tell anybody i'm a guitar player because i feel it's almost like rude to the 11 year old asian kid who plays two guitars at one time you know he's a guitar player you know and i'm playing you know four chords i'm a i'm a douchebag i'm a songwriter so like i try to know my zone who i am and it's like yeah, as you should as you should that's good no know, know who you are yeah you know and then try the best you can you know that's all you can do set man. you know low expectations that's my <laughs> life i used to like to state girls who had broken down cars i always thought oh you think that car's good wait till you see my crappy car <laughs> low expectations you know the law the law what do i call it? the law of uh attainability you know what i'm saying 
You see a chick. There's there's Carmen Electra sitting on a couch, and then there's just some chick from Fresno sitting on the couch. Who's hotter? Oh yeah. All right, Carmen Electra. Right? No, wrong. Mm. Because you have zero chance at getting Carmen Electra. But the random chick from Fresno, you got a chance. Hell so yeah. She now is one hundred percent more attractive. Yeah. She's more attainable. Exactly. Weird. I don't know how that had to do with your. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it worked in life. We had a guy in here twice now, and he's like, "All I know is if we talk about something in two seconds, you're going to be in a whole different subject." Like, <laughs> that's how I do it. You know, fucking my kids are like, you know, getting lectured and like, man, where are you going to talk about clean my room again? <laughs> you know, I'm like talking about backyard shit and like, just go <laughs> off and life lessons and shit. So no kids. No, no kids, man. No single kids. Single guy? Single guy, man. I just kind of been, I've been kind of, yeah, this haircut is single. How could you have guessed? You know what I'm saying? No, I, <laughs> I, uh, no, nah, man, I just been focusing on, on comedy, you know, oh, yeah. that was my whole big focus and comedy is not a good foundation for a healthy relationship. Mm. You're not a, not, you need someone who's down, down mm. to put up with nonsense, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, there's just not that many chicks that are, that are open to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That. But that's different now. Now I'm more focusing on work and doing comedy. Less is like, hey, I'm going to make it. And more of like, I'm only doing this for fun. So now things are different. You know, now, yeah. now, now I'm looking really good. I'm seeing all my friends and that are in these relationships where they're like on the brink of divorce. They got a kid here, a kid there. And like, there's all kinds of, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy that I, uh, I, I waited that one out. Yeah. That's always good. I tell my kids too, who are going to dating right now, take your time. There's no rush for everything. Love everybody. Don't get into any kind of commitments. And then we, last podcast, there were three guys that never been married talking about what it takes to get a woman. It was great. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> I was just sat there and was quiet for a while. Let's just see where this goes. Um, but, uh, you know, like you were saying though, like, you know, it's hard to deal with, you were you, you know, you're like comics, jokes. I'm a special person to deal with me. So my wife that deals with me, you know, it, it, it had to work out to fit in the in the group. You know, if I'm trying to make it work, it's it's hard to be dating and meeting someone new. You know, at the same time, I was already had in a relationship. Then I'm like, sweet, check this out, babe. I'm gonna go do this now. You know, so yeah. I'm I'm already a jerk and, and a weirdo at home. I'm just gonna take that out there. You know, and then my wife doesn't watch any of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you kind of need someone who's completely separate from it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and I've definitely tried with relationships, and they always want to get their fingers in it. Mm-hmm. Let me go with you. Let's go travel. And, and I try. Yeah, come on out. And it's just a drag, Never. you know. Yeah, yeah. So having having a separation like that, where like, hey, I'm gonna support you from over here. Yeah. But but you go on and you go on and do you, bud. Yeah. You know, I, you kind of need that relationship. I'm my second marriage, and um, I've always had this thing about not being connected on social media. Like, me and my wife aren't friends. You know, I think she follows the show now, like, on Instagram. <laughs> but I don't even use Facebook. You know, but, like, we're not friends. Because, like, one, I took the picture or I'm in the picture. And it'd be really weird for me to like something sitting next to you, a picture I took. Like, this circle <laughs> is fucking weird, you know? So, like, I'm not going to be your friend. We're a friend in real life. And then, like, I am a jealous person, and I think a lot. Like, so if some dude, like, hey, you look good. Like, yeah, bitch, she does look good. You know, so <laughs> Or then my wife might say, like, who's that girl? Like, I don't really don't know. It's from Alaska. You know, I don't fucking know. She, or, you know, um, there's a lot of porn advertisements. There is? Dude, Snapchat, you'll get a fucking random chick. Like, hey, oh, what's yeah. up? You know, want to have sex? Or, yeah. you know, um, there was a while there where I was getting text messages of, like, porn sites. Like, hey, you want to have sex? Or a date? Whatever it was. But, like, what the fuck? So, like, instead of getting involved in any bullshit... Let's eliminate it. 
My, me and my wife are friends in Good. real life. So in social media, all you know, people say That's there's smart. a lot of we ain't involved in that shit. I mean, That's I smart. took every picture. You mean yeah. and, and and then also lets her have a little bit of her own life. You know, if I'm if she's gonna cheat, she's gonna cheat anyways. You know, just because I'm friends on social media doesn't mean she's not gonna cheat on me. You know what I mean? Being you know, or I'm not gonna be the one like you know, Mary and Dave have a co fucking insta page. You're a fucking broken person. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> never gonna work. You know what I mean? I I've never seen anybody who has a codependent like Facebook page that you know. Oh yeah, somebody cheated. That that's not. Yeah, that's never worked. That's weak. <laughs> yeah, that's just calling it out. You're like, wait, we can't even survive, and just get rid of the social media. You know what I mean? Just eliminate it. You know, maybe they're know. tagging them, like Brandon. Like, hey, this motherfucker got busted. Let you know. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you you're yeah. you're on fucking you're jail. Your time out right now. I say uh, the shows like Cheaters and shit. I, you know, I've always been worried, and I'm a I'm a Leo. I've always been a loyal kind of person. Um, but a uh, show like Cheaters, I would never cheat because I even like a hot chick came up to me and said, "Hey, you're kind of funny." Like, nah, dude, where's a camera? This is a setup. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy none of this. And Jerry Springer, they would set people up too. They'd have someone come in and they'd bring someone in the green room. You know, like, "Oh, you had an affair." Like, we well, didn't have an affair for five years, but in the green room, you cheated. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I don't fucking trust nobody. Yeah, as you shouldn't, man. DTA. Are you from Fresno? Uh, I was born in L.A., and I moved out here when I was four years old, so oh. I don't know anything other than Fresno, and I've pretty much been out here this whole time. So Fresno school, Clovis school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, the Central Central Grizzlies. Oh, hell yeah. That was my that was my thing. Yeah, awesome. Um, I grew up, there's only two high schools, Clovis West and Clovis High, okay. and then I went to Tarpey's, and I shipped us like 11 miles away. My mom was, like I said, in Hispanic, she made my clothes. So, like, she made your clothes? She made my clothes. My, you Jeez. Know? So, like, I had, like... Oh, spandex fucking shorts or fucking <laughs> biker shorts. Like, you know, uh, um, was it skateboarding was popular? So they had like the, you know, baggy shorts. And then I go to Kasner and kids had like Z Cavaricci shorts. I'm all, oh, your mom put your name on your clothes? Z Cavaricci? That's pretty cool. I just put my name on my clothes too, you know? It's like a fucking culture shock. My dad's a plumber, you know? I'm going to this <laughs> other generation of people. But uh, Central is a school where like anybody who has any, my kid plays football he's quarterback here in the Buchanan area it is a political mess with coaches and parents and buying things it's so we're transferring out so bad the so far the what's the issue what's the parents buy the teams so like the team my kid plays on there's another quarterback he's gone against for a decade the kid has never been any good he's not any good as a quarterback he's a great wrestler but his dad buys a team literally Lost every game, and every coach has been fired every year, but the dad gives like 10 to 15 grand. So the, he, his son's got to be the quarterback. Got to be the quarterback. Oh, so God. The, the last game they played, uh, Clovis That's East. Horrible. Clovis East had no quarterbacks. They put a defensive player at a quarterback. He was a DB, now he's quarterback. Never played quarterback in his life. Going against Buchanan's uh, JV team. Yeah, JV team. The kid who's playing quarterback for Buchanan is the worst. He throws more interceptions than touchdowns. He has more safeties than, like, positive yards. It's, it is a joke. Like, it is such a joke. I mean, very first throw of the game, he throws an interception. And I'm in the audience, and I have a clap, you know. It's like, and they all hear it, and all the kids hear They know why I am, because we're sick of it. So we're like, I'm like, you fucking deserve this. You fucking deserve this, because the parents won't say nothing. They stay quiet, because they're, they're happy their kid plays, but their kid doesn't battle quarterback like my kid does. My kid's fucking legit, you know? My kid's like fucking six foot, 200 pounds, you know, 17 years old. But anyways, um, first throw, interception, boom. The other team gets the ball. They're battling. The other kid 
He's not a quarterback on the other team. He's throwing lobs up. Like, it's almost like a joke. Oh, my God. And they're beating them. The very, the very end of the game, they, uh, they're about to lose the game. You can't, uh, no, they have the ball. They, all they do is not lose the, uh, fumble the ball to lose the game. The kid throws another interception. The team goes down 90 yards and beats this team again. They literally lost, I think they won one game. It was like, like Danuba or something <laughs> like that. But all the parents who get sick of this shit, Oh my God! They go to Central, cause Central's awesome over there, bro. The school's amazing, and I, I, I coach youth football for a long period of time. The community's awesome. I love yeah. the kids. I love the parents there. You know, and th- that's people are going. It's an, it's a, it's the new Clovis. Interesting. Ten years. Interesting. Well, you know, uh, they're doing a, a huge development out there on 199, which is, I believe, in the district of Central. I think they got an Olive Garden down there. They got a theater, oh, yeah. a Target. And I believe, I believe a Costco, the Costco that's on Sean Blythe is moving to that shopping center. Oh, yeah. It's going to grow. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, you're right, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe here. Well, you know, the the football team there, they won the, the, the Valley Championship like three or uh, last four years. Oh, damn. I didn't Their even know that. Their quarterback last year was DJ Stevenson I think not, not this year but the year before DJ Stevenson his dad was like Sean Stevenson or Lance Stevenson mm-hmm. professional basketball player anyways that kid is legit he's going pro somewhere the quarterback two years before that his name is Trent Tompkins the number one quarterback in the nation more running yards more passing yards more touchdowns than any quarterback in America from Central wow yeah I mean there's wow, some talent yeah, there yeah crazy. the wrestling team's good the baseball teams and there's like it's like a weird kind of uh, eclectic amount of money because there's like farmer money, you know, but there's like still some poor, poor kids out there, you know. So it's, wow. you get a lot of grit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because they they it's the far, you have to go to Central West for the first year. I don't know if they still do that, but when I was there, they made us do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you go to the West. So there, that is pure farm land. Oh, that's yeah. farm. That's farm world out there. And then you go to the Central East for the last three years. So yeah, man, a lot of grit, a lot of a lot of fighters out there. Yeah. That's how Clovis started out. You know, Clovis back in the day, because we were kind of like a farm town, and now we're kind of like just like this where rich people hide their money kind of town. Like, you know, no one actually lives or works here, or works here, they just live here, and then the taxpayers pay for the school, you know. But um, back in the day, we had, you know, we still, Buchanan and Clovis High, they're like, you know, like two, three miles apart. They're number one and two in the nation in wrestling, and they have been for like wow. the last five or six years. That's pretty amazing, you know. Jesus. Small little schools. A lot of talent here. See, yeah. so we don't know where we're going. You know, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, wrestling, Central. I don't know what the fuck's happening. No, I feel like Fresno truly is like a, a, a hidden gem. Like like right mm-hmm. now, Fresno, Clovis, you, we live here, so we think there's nothing to do, you know, because we live here. But yeah. if somebody from another town comes here, like, damn, you, this is a huge, you got so much to do. And we're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No. But there is. There yeah. actually is. Like, we've grown so much. But we're we all have the mentality like it sucks to be here. Yeah, we haven't really just stopped to smell the roses. No, we're acclimated. We're the frog in the, in the water, right? Yeah, yeah that's where <laughs> we're at right there. You know, it's beautiful. I tell everybody how beautiful it is. You know, I work in San Jose, so I'm a, I'm a homer. Like, so I'm in the Bay Area, and people are talking about stuff. Like, oh yeah, you know about Fresno? Well, the Oakland Raiders, and then the, I'm talking about everybody famous. Oh yeah, well he played for Fresno State. You know, like <laughs> so like constantly they're like, oh here comes Fresno, come here Fresno, I'm like yeah, I'm Clovis, I'm like whatever, you know. So, but um. I, I heard the other day that they um, they're going to bring a um, Six Flags here. That's a rumor, and boy, would that be sick! Yeah. I've that, read about. They said next month they're going to come up with a yes or no. 
Wow. If that happens, game changer. Yeah, it'd be awesome. The only bad thing is they're going to put it by Grizzly Stadium. You know? <sighs> I, I couldn't even imagine what that would look like. That would be crazy. They're going to tear down all that shit, and they're going to build that up there. That's what we need, though. I've been saying we need a big team. We need a, a, a amusement park. We need something here to let people know that we're here. With, we're between Sacramento. So this is my goal. I don't know. I've said this a lot in here because I'm trying to get anybody who wants hair to help out. Um, so I got business plans. I got all the stuff I'm working on. So I've been doing podcasts for about three years. I've been producing music for about 20 years. I've been stand up and writing forever. Um, but I'm taking this podcast idea and going to be turning it into a, a legit comedy club. Not a place that does comedy. A bar that does nothing but comedy all day. And then also has studios attached to it to promote for shows. When someone like Ian Edwards comes through, he comes through the podcast, promotes, and it just constantly, you know, constantly getting creation. Dude, you know? I'm the one who brought Ian Edwards. Out oh, dude, here. I hit him up. I saw you when, he, when he's going to uh, to uh, uh, Fulton. I was chatting up. He almost came on the podcast. He was about to come on here. We were wow. chatting. We chat all the time, dude. I talked to. He's such a down to earth guy. So nice. Such a down to earth guy. Very man. few people respond to me, dude, and he'll just have a conversation, like talk to me back and forth. So I'm. I just, He's I, a cool guy. I can come and very nurturing on that relationship, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try my hardest with people like that to just never, unless it's like absolute. Because he will. He will. Like if you if you've already established that connection, you know what I'm saying. So, but I never, I never reach out to him because I, I want to make sure the next time I, I reach out, it's like. Some some good shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but no, 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 exactly right. That'd be sick if we had a comedy club out here. Yeah, the, the, you, you think about it. San Jose, how many comedy clubs do they have? Sacramento, yeah. San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego. All these places have multiple. Sacramento. Comedy. Sacramento has Sacramento m- multiple. Comedy people clubs. don't understand that Sacramento one is a smaller town. I don't want to be mean. Shithole. <laughs> no, it's, it's a beautiful town if you go to Sacramento, boss. Yeah. But it's. Not the it's still Fresno's top five population. Correct. You know what I mean? Like we're ahead of Sacramento. We should at least have one comedy club. Something. You know. You know what I mean, and a legit. It's all this. So when someone comes here and they say I'm doing comedy in Fresno, they say where did you play at? I played at the deli. But <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I yeah, played at played, a comedy club. <laughs> I played at the fucking sports bar. No, no, no. The thing about it is the, the 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 one thing that could really ruin everything if we did have a comedy club and it was run by the wrong person, mm-hmm. if it was run by somebody who was just focusing on money, what yeah. they would do is they would cater their comedy to uh, Drake fans, you know, oh, yeah. 97.1 listeners, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's just like, you, you can do that, but it, it should never be catered to how much money you can make. It should only be who's the best yeah. at comedy, yeah. period, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I fear that. I fear the day that a comedy club does come up in Fresno for the first few months. It'll be like, okay, but then some, you know, greedy money grubby guy, oh, you know, if we had, you know, this comic and this comic, you know, it's just like, oh, man, those comics are hacked. They're, you know, they suck, but they sell tickets, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I hate. That's the one thing I hate about stand-up is, like, show business in general, you know, just... If you sell tickets, it doesn't matter. You'll they'll they'll put you on. Yeah, you know? it's just... hard because I said I try not to be too ju- like. Um, who's the guy who does? He has the puppet. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. People love him. Not my style. Not my style either. You, you know? know, I respect it. Yeah, you know, and the first few times I saw it, I was like, okay, but I mean, that guy would just sell. He would sell out the Save Mart Center. Well, I try to here. think about it like like Jeff Dunham is um, the hustle. 
Like, I know that guy's working his ass off and, you know, he does have jokes, I guess, you know. So, like, and it's not my thing. But, like, mm-hmm. so I try to see people's hustle, even though I don't, you know, I don't like their stand-up or whatever it is. You know, Somebody, like music. You know, I don't find I like your music doesn't mean I don't like – it doesn't mean I don't hope you aren't successful. You mean you're working hard? You, be, I believe in you. You're writing good music just because I don't like country music doesn't mean I don't want you to be successful. Fuck yeah, he's the best country artist. We heard a song. Nah, I don't like. Not my stuff. You know what I mean? But the guy's good. You know, but it's hard there. You know, but uh, yeah, definitely. It, it uh, when it comes down to comedy, you have to be. It's it's art. You know, you have to let the people um, do their thing. You know, and, and said I. If you see that show. Uh, I don't know if you watch. You don't watch much comedy, but this is called uh, "I'm Dying Up There." That is one I haven't seen. It's only two uh, seasons. I saw "Crashing." Is that kind of good? That one was essentially. It's like about comedy. I yeah. thought that one was amazing, and the same people that told me about "Crashing" told me about "I'm Dying Up Here." Yeah. They're like, "You got to watch it." Yeah, and I just never did, but it's good. I really like "I'm Dying" because I, I really like Andrew Santino, and then Eric Griffin. He's on there. All of a sudden, you're like, "Dude, I love him!" All of a sudden, and there's a couple other people on there that do really good roles, um, but. It gives you like a really insight of just there's a lot of asshole mentality and like you can see like okay I can do better than that you know what I mean we those old school things like even like Rogan will talk about like when he came up there would be people wanting you to fail or not want to put you up because you're good but now he's like we're trying to nurture everybody hey if you're good and you're fucking killing it we love you we want we your success is not gonna hurt my success if you're fucking killing it the better chance of me being successful. You know what I mean? Because now you're in attention. Eyes. Eyes, that's what, we, yeah. that's what it's about. You know what I mean? So, like, I want everybody to be successful who's hustling. You know, if you're, if you're deserving it, you're working your ass off, I want to see you be successful. Word, word, you word. You know, word. that's what it comes down to me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Man. But, like, uh, uh, I, I love seeing comedy. I went and saw uh, Rogan, Chappelle, Tom Segura, Tom Segura and uh, Darnell Rollins. Went and saw them in Vegas, like, six months ago. Wow. It was a great. Donnell Rawlings is so good. Yeah, he, he was halfway decent. Oh no! But like, <laughs> dude, he was stuck on. It was it was a weird event because like Donald Rawlings came out and he said uh, the f word towards gay people like a million times. Like, oh, no. literally within like thirty seconds, he came out. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. Like, wow, he haven't got to the stage yet. Da, da, da. Like, bah. and then he tells his jokes, and That's... but he was in in a groove, and then. Um, Tom Segura, I can't remember what he talked about. And then Rogan talked about um, um, lesbians a lot, you know. And then Rogan, I mean, Chappelle, I was right before he came out with his special. So his was about transgender. So it was like really like subject-oriented comedy. Wow. It was kind of like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, man. I feel like the best comedy isn't about that, isn't geared like that. You know, it's just about subjects. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like if you talk about politics, you know, LGBTQ, source, source, spots like that, it's kind of like, I always say this about political humor. You know what I mean? Like, if I have a red or a blue joke, let's say I have a full red joke and I'm in a crowd, a red crowd, it doesn't matter how funny the joke is, they're going to laugh and they're going to clap because they support it. Yeah. And vice versa, in the blue crowd, I say this red joke, it doesn't matter if the joke is funny, they're going to just, you know, nod their head and be like, meh. Yeah. So... In either scenario, the joke isn't being judged for its, you know, merit. Yeah. You know, it's all political humor. Yeah. After, after you know, I made that realization, I just kind of cut it all out. Yeah, I never, to the I, crowd. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, even if, if you make them laugh, you're making them laugh for the wrong reasons. Yeah. If they don't laugh, they're not laughing for the wrong reasons. So it's like, there's no need for it. Political humor can just yeah get out of here, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, like, we were talking... 
I was talking the other day. Uh, I don't mix like my fruit and dessert mix. Like just the way my mind works. Like the guy we're talking, like, hey, what sexual things you like? I don't know how it came with that object, but um, I like I don't mix sex with anything. You know, fruit, uh, pain, nothing. Like everything's separate. You know, so like uh, I don't know where we came from this subject either. Uh, what were we talking about? We we're talking about political humor. Yeah. So like political, like I don't almost like um, I play music, but I don't like music and comedy. I don't mix those two things. Like uh, someone I see someone with a guitar, I'm like, except for Stephen Wright. You know Ooh, what about what about Bo Burnham? I don't like Bo. I don't really? know, what, but I respect him. I know he's a talented person. My my boys love him. We gotta watch it, Dad. You gotta watch it. I'm like, fuck, fine. I'll watch. Really? I, I, I know Bo is. I never really. I don't like this. I don't like singing. What specials have you seen of his? Um, well, I've seen the newest one, and then I've seen parts of his older ones. Anything is on on YouTube or Netflix. So his newest one, Inside. The one with the lights and shit. Yeah. No, I think that one is um, Make Happy. He's on stage, right? No, no. The one is in his room. He's in his room. That's yeah. inside. Yeah. So that one, he's he's just he's just gone insane. Yeah. And he's pretty much just showing you that. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, but I can understand why some people wouldn't like that. But the one before that, Make Happy, I thought that one was a work of art. That one was- I mean, I got to check it out again. I get what you're saying, though, because his first two specials were kind of like that. We're kind of like, I don't know about this. But that third one, Make Happy, that one was that one was. And see, I, and I, I, I won't even judge it on if I think they are bad. Like, I don't try to say, like, I don't like ACDC. I love Led Zeppelin, but it doesn't mean that ACDC sucks. Uh, you know what I mean? So it doesn't mean Bo Durham's not good. It's just not my style. I got you. I try to be judgmental like that, you know what I mean? Because who am I to say anybody's good? Uh, literally, I, I'm here. Yeah, I hear you. You just don't like mixing the two. For I some reason, you. I don't know why it is. You. I don't know why it is. And But I love music, and then I, but I've never, like, mixed the two and never been funny to me. You know, mm. but, like, back in the day, um, was uh, who's that other guy? Um uh, Gallagher, I used to think that guy was fucking hilarious back uh, then. He yeah. didn't play music against him, but I fucking love that guy. Yeah, you know, um, Stephen Wright's the only guy who ever told a joke when he plays with the guitar. But it's not really a. It's like my brain has two different parts, like an emotional part and like a cynical, like a thinking part, critical thinking part. You ever seen Fly to the? Or you ever heard Fly to the Concords? Any of their music? Um, I don't know. I think I have. They're they're pretty good, but I get it. You know, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. But like, um, uh, people love uh, what's the uh, Black Jack Black. Okay. You know, I've never been into him. I don't know what it is, but gotcha. but but like his regular movies, I dig him. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. But then I'm like, my music is really like, uh, I don't even, like. I play guitar and stuff. I wouldn't invite people to see me. It's always like just like real personal. Mm. So I don't know. But if I if I made a joke about it, and just all of a sudden that takes away from the meaning. I don't know what it is. I'm a weirdo. So I don't know why I like certain things and I don't like certain things. Yeah. So hey, I, I have a taste. Yeah, you as know? you should, yeah. as you should, man. Well, so well, right now, uh, music-wise, you listen to music? Only Drake and Hot Sauce. No, man. Right now, it's uh, I'm really into EDM, techno, house, oh, yeah. like that. You know, n- no words. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm into right now. Yeah. that's I'm, I'm really into raves. I've been going to raves lately. Oh, fuck yeah. And Fresno actually has a really cool rave scene. Hell yeah, it does. Uh, Rainbow Ballroom puts on some. Man, I was there for New Year's. I was just there this last Saturday. They had a uh, Arm and Hammer out there in uh, Champagne Drip. Wow, that place was sold out. There must have been two thousand people in there. It was nuts. Yeah, it was. It was just like a party, man. Yeah, I used to have a host, and he puts on those shows. And he used to have a, a website called uh, Cats and Gats. Oh wow! So like, whenever a show's about to happen, like the after hour part show, he would. Oh, he's, he's a web designer, so he put up the website and would give you a location. 
and then he would take the website down. That's so gangster. Yeah. That's so gangster. Yeah, popular. Uh, I was looking up, like, just um, I'm looking at this thing called SEO, search engine optimization, and everything to help out the website. You know, I was looking and reading. And then I started looking up, uh, they were talking about tags. So when you add a, a video, the best thing to get a lot of views is add a tag, you know. Yeah. So then I'm looking up words, and then um, a popular word is, um, you were just saying, uh, lo-fi music. Okay. You know, lo-fi music is kind of like the uh, the older version of, yeah, yeah. you know. It's, it's like mellow, loungy. EDM, yeah, when people are kicking back at home yeah. and the party's over, you know. But that's really popular on YouTube. People will make a 60-minute uh, video and just have lo-fi music. Yeah, I, I don't really understand hashtags. I mean, it could be because we're both just from a different generation. But, like, man, I've tried so hard to just work the algorithm <laughs> and stuff. But, but that hashtag means, like, some... Just NPC is just Googling lo-fi music, and yours happens to be the one that comes first, and they happen to like it. You know, like yeah. it's – I don't know about hashtags, man. It's like – I just don't know how to use them, I Yo, guess. I haven't gotten to work either. I was talking to a um, talking to a couple promoters and stuff, trying to help everything out, and this guy was saying that he would give us the tags that we'd use. I'm like, I could just Google the same shit you're going to Google, top 100 <laughs> tags, and I found them on top 100, and I fucking put them on there. <laughs> You know, and see if that works. You know, YouTube's weird because, like, um, I, I, like I said, I play music and I'll put a song out of me. I worked, this song is from my heart. It means a lot to me. And I'm going to record it and then put it on YouTube for the world to see me sing these words, right? And I'll get 20 views. And then I'll make a video about my iPhone broken and I'll get 9,000 views. I'm like, fuck you, world. You know, <laughs> fuck you guys, you know? So if I wrote a song about my iPhone breaking, maybe that'd get me popular, but. You never know what's going to work, you know? Yeah, you never do, man. You never do. Yeah, they say uh, uh, a lot of these guys, they go viral by something, and, and I'll look up, like, TikTok. Um, do you, know, you do TikTok? I mean, you know, you, you got to get involved in shit. Like, you you're like, to. you know, Patreon. Like, okay, I got to get involved in shit before I miss out. If I'm going to be a business, right? Because we're an LLC. This is a straight business. So um, so I look up TikTok. I started my TikTok. Okay, let's get on there. But then I realized if you don't have a 100 followers, you can't even go live. Thousand followers. Thousand followers. Like that. I was like, fuck, I'm, how do these guys get in? Some guys just doing ping pong balls all day in a cup. Bro, that's the thing, man. I've been I've been following TikTok since it started, and it's it's so crazy, man. You can get a thousand followers if you posted three videos a day of the same exact thing. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's consistent, that's what the algorithm likes. Oh, yeah. So you're the page that, hey, you're throwing ping pong balls. Well, guess what? I'm into that. I'm yeah. going to follow, and I'm going to expect to see some ping pong balls. What a lot of people do is they take their Facebook tactic of, you know, or Instagram tactic of doing all these different things, and you take that to TikTok, and it just, it just doesn't work. Makes sense. You know? So on TikTok, you have the opportunity to just explode. It's a if niche. You just, if you just stick to your niche. If yeah. you just stick to, to whatever box that you want to be in, you know? Because yeah. I had a, I had one video go viral about it was a, it, how to eat hot wings it's a technique where i can eat uh, a flat with just one hand yeah and that one just went through the roof i got a bunch of followers from that but then these people are, are dropping off because yeah. they're like where are the wing videos where are the wings at, yeah dog? so yeah. <laughs> no i hear you, you. Know. but that dude that's a, the tiktok is a place to to get on metaverse unfortunately is a place to fuck dude it sucks, yeah, I, know. sucks. I don't want to get on metaverse <laughs> i don't, you know, I don't have much time i was looking at it and i was we had that talking to someone else like what about metaverse like fuck do we have to buy a fucking space on Met? Snoop Dogg has a space. Dude, right now it's just an open. If you, it, 
It's freaking real estate. Yeah, man. it's like NFTs right now. It's like, man, do I have, I have oh. to buy an NFT, right? Bro, that's bullshit because you can't even make one. You have to pay to have someone make it. Uh, and it's like expensive. Yeah, it's bull. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. NFC. I, I never got NFTs. This is they're whole, big right now. The whole world is changing right now. It's a lot of like weird shit. And then I'm trying to explain to my wife. You know, we, this is where we need to put our money. You know, trust <laughs> me. We're gonna invest in fucking Bitcoin and NFTs. Oh, it's dude, gonna work out. Bitcoin's tanking right now. I know. It's a lot of people are just upside down, dude. It's, yeah. But hey, it's a good time to buy. You yeah. know, if, if you're gonna buy, buy when it's dipping. You that, know? Was, that was one thing when people were like, "Hey, everybody's getting in the stock market." When I was in the Bay Area, I've been there for about three years now. Everybody had the Robinhood app, and for a dollar you can buy into a stock. Before that, you had to have a thousand dollars to buy a stock. Mm-hmm. So now Robinhood made accessibility to everybody. So everybody was now in the stock market. So of course it blew up because you have. 50 million new fucking, you know, people, you know? Yeah. But everybody at work was, you know, buying this, buying that, and trading the AMC. One guy made 500 grand, bought his house. Like, fuck, bro. Like, I was making like 20 bucks. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some weed, you know? My wife's all like, right, you can buy weed. He made your money. You know, so I like fucking. I, I don't know how people are doing it. Like, I guess you have to do it full time. It's funny because I, I ran into an old coworker at the gym. And I was just catching up with him. Hey, man, what are you doing? What are you, oh, dude, I'm, I'm finally at the point where I'm making passive income. I'm like, what? He invested in crypto, invested in all kinds of different stuff, and now his money is just coming in, you know? And it is scary. You got to go all in. You know, yeah. he, he was saying that there was a couple of months where he was he didn't know if it was going to, you know, pop off or not, and now he's good. Now he's just chilling. He just does whatever he wants, and money's just rolling in. That's where it is. It, it it's Life is scary. You are talking about, like, calling it a hobby comic or you know if you want to make it a whole you get a living car it's it's life is strange like they tell you what you need to do is you need to go get a job you need to work hard and go to work every day but really to be successful in these things that we all want to do is you need not to have a fucking job you need to have nothing to go be bummed party your ass off make as many fucking friends work your ass off doing your your music craft whatever it is and then that will be your job eventually. That's exactly right. Focus on adaptability. Yeah. But there was a time where structure was king. Yeah. Get that college degree. Get that certificate. Get that. Now I feel like with the way things are evolving, focusing on your adaptability, focusing on how you know able you are to you know learn something new. Because right around after metaverse is going to be something else. Yeah. Take take a risk. Totally. Someone I heard this the other too. They said the best way to have a relevant company is have a section of your company working to make yourself irrelevant. Whoa. That means the next product, you're going to make the next product that makes your product, because no one's going to do it. That's deep. You might as well do it yourself, so you need to make yourself irrelevant. I was like, oh, fuck. That's gangster. Yeah. I think it was like Warren Buffett. (laughs) You know, I'm not important enough to be like tied to these things, but when I hear these things, like, man, when I do... I'm going to fucking use that shit. Like he said, um, 20% of your labor equates for 80% of your profit. Mm. And I've taken that across everything. You know, how, you know, not everybody should be a boss. You know, not everybody should be in, we're all informed. I should make my own decisions. No, you shouldn't. You know, like if you should make your own decisions, you'd be the guy who's in charge, but you're not in charge of anything. You've never been in charge of anything, you know? So even at your own house, you have a husband, you listen to whatever fucking he says, you know, like there's just, not everybody is a boss. I and mean, we have too many bosses. They say we have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So role players is what we need in life. Yeah. A lot of role players. Absolutely. You know? That's how it is, huh? Dude, I mean, 
I feel like we we dropped another 40 minutes after that 28 mark, yeah? That's terrible insight. We're at one hour and 20 minutes. One hour yeah, we minutes. dropped like another hour oh, right yeah. now. Oh, that yeah. didn't feel like that. No, no. What? Dude, the key to this is authentic conversation, right? Dude. Not to like um, have a controlled or like have a topic. I joke around. I wrote I have a piece of paper here, but one guy I knew he had like, he's like, hey, I'm going to come in. I have bullet points. And I know he's kind of a conspiracy theory guy, <laughs> so I wrote... Obama. That was my only thing I wrote. I'm like, what conspiracy? Did he, uh, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Well, he, what did he? He's more like right wing, where he's just like capitalism is taking over and like just real basic, you oh, know, uh, Illuminati kind of bullshit, you know. Dude. And then you know how Democrats are in tied with fucking communists, like all the the QAnon bullcrap. You know? Bro, QAnon goes deep, man. I never oh, got too deep fuck. into, but there's literally people out there. Like when you get to the high tier conspiracy, scary. There's straight up people out there. They're like, no, man. We're not going to Mars. We yeah. are on Mars. Yeah. And they're tricking us into thinking that we're on Earth. Like, there's people out there that, like. Yeah. Or they th think the Nazis are living on Mars. That's why we don't go to Mars. <laughs> That's another thing they think. The JFK is coming out to be vice president. Oh, fuck. They actually met. They had thousands of them in Texas with signs, and then he didn't show up. You know, it was like, what the fuck is going on? And that's really, that's scary. There's a, a guy, Jordan Kelper, he's like from The Daily Show. He goes and he's talked to all these like uh, Trumpers on YouTube and he puts his videos. It is scary to hear these QAnon people believing it. And then yeah. like, I left my family. I was living in my car. You know, I just want to stop the Democrats from eating babies. But but the cool thing is, is it kind of separates the weak from the strong. Because I have a, a friend of mine who was, I, I had a lot of respect for him. Mm -hmm. And he went deep, yeah. deep into the rabbit hole. But, like I said, it separates the weak from the strong. Because he was able to at some point be like, okay, it's all bullshit. You know, because I remember there was one thing in QAnon that, the, the one of the major proofs that like he was on the inside yeah. was he had a picture of Trump. Or no, he had a picture of uh, the first, what's the, the. What's, yeah, Milana. No, Milana. no, no. What's the uh, the first class air? The oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's the Air Force One. Something like that. The, 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 the airplane. No, it's like the the plane that travels the that moves the president around. Yeah, Air Force One. Is that what it is? Yeah. Air Force One. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, sounds cool, huh? <laughs> well, there, he had a picture of the inside of Air Force One, of yeah. like of one of the planes, and like like how could he have that if he wasn't on the inside? Inside, yeah. But then some autist on you know 4chan grabbed the photo, reverse engineered it, and found that it was photoshopped. And then QAnon's response to that was like, "Oh, I was just testing you guys." Just, yeah, it's like what? Yeah. Well, you don't have any proof anymore. There's nothing. Like, yeah. How am I supposed to believe you now? So it's like, but then people st like look past that. We're like, no, he's this is the real shit right here. It's, you know? crazy. it's like, I, crazy. I said I was trying to bring up hypocrisy. It's like critical thinking. Um, how do you think that the go the government listens to everything we do? They know everything, but they don't know this guy posting on the internet. Q. They don't know who that is. Are you crazy? <laughs> they know they they got they had some uh, money stolen. Like on some crypto fucking hack, blah, blah, blah. And they took the money. The FBI, Homeland Security, got the money back in like 20 hours. Like, oh, no, we got that fucking Bitcoin back. We know everything that's going on. You mean, so like when people think that they don't know who's Q, are you dumb? You know, <laughs> it, this, we are so confused as humans. Before COVID, all the MMA guys, they wore masks. 
They wore these fucking masks, right? And they had these vents on them because when you wear the mask, it makes it hard, harder to breathe. It makes my lungs strong. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to Denver. That's and, true. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm going to go to the mountains and I'm going to fucking where it's less oxygen and make myself tough, you know? And then bef- also, we need to cover our face because they got cameras everywhere. They're doing fake recognition on us, right? And now we got to wear one that save our life. Like, they're trying to kill us. Like, Dude, I don't know what side you're on. Bro, are, are you've said three solid bits. <laughs> These are you, this one for sure, that is that's money. The Fortnite of the of the of, of video games cause violence and when are the architects coming from Fortnite? And then there's another oh, I'm not friends with my wife on Facebook. I yeah. thought that was pretty those are three bits, man. There you go. I gotta keep those in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, those are very unique, man. That's what this is about. I mean, <laughs> you get a chance just to say shit. You're like, hey, that was funny. You know That's I mean? a funny one, though. They were. They actually were wearing those. Hundred percent. I, I, I made a meme <laughs> about it because they were selling them. You know, and they were all wearing them. You go to the gym and someone's wearing a mask. It's like, oh, cool. You're like Bane. You know, <laughs> you're like hell yeah. I'm like Bane. You know. And then like now they're like, I'm, I'm fucking freedom. You know. It's, Crazy, like in construction, we've been asking for dust masks forever. So, because so, dusty, it's dirty, and some of the job sites, especially in the Bay Area, they're really old. So, we just want a dust mask, but they can't give you a dust mask because that doesn't work um, medically. They have to give you an N95, mm. but the N95 you have to have it fitted, and if you have a beard and mustache, it doesn't work. So they say, well, we can't give you mask. So we we never got masks for decades. And now they wow. give them to us free and be like, I can't wear this thing. <laughs> like, dude, it was literally six months ago you were dying on dirt. Now the fucking <laughs> they give you the thing you want and it's fucking killing you. You know, it's like it's we can't make decisions man. on anything. It's backwards. Man. Uh, whatever, you know. Brother, uh, dude, I, I had a I had a blast here, man, but I gotta Hey, no problem. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go too. Right, we somewhere. both yeah, we do. That's not that bad. Well, appreciate you. Hey, um let's say go check you out the mint. Uh seventeenth, did I get it wrong? Thirteenth. The nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah, no, man. If anybody here, you, con, you, however you want to get this out there, I got ten tickets for you. Oh yeah, ten you know tickets. I'll put it on the Instagram. I'll put a link on there. I'll tie you onto that. I'll give you I'll the flyer. It, yeah, I'll do everything you need to do. And I'll dude, this it. guy's legit. Out of all the comics I've brought out, yeah. and I've been doing this for twelve years. I started producing at year two, so I'm doing ten years of producing. I've seen hundreds of comics. This guy is probably like the second strongest comic I've ever seen live. Hell yeah. And he's coming here on the 19th, and this is probably going to be the last time we're ever going to see him back here. Like, unless it's going to be at a bigger venue bigger for venue, a lot yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Definitely getting free tickets to that one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for sure, yeah, no, the 19th, that one's going to be a very special show, man. You should come check it oh, out, I brother. I will be for sure. For sure. Dude, I haven't good. been to Minton yet, and I'll, I'll, make it, I'll go there before uh, before that event. Make sure I try to get out there earlier. Check it out. Well, I really appreciate you. Another great episode, Lion and Truth. Um, like, share, pleasure. subscribe. I hope that's you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Uh, Chris Cruz Comedy. Follow me. Instagram. See me on comedy shows. Hell yeah. Fresh cut. <laughs> we out.